Jeez. Okay, Eeyore. Welcome to episode number 20, the big 2-0 of Unrelenting for Friday, March 25th, 2022. I am Darren O'Neill. I am coming to you live from a bunker deep in the heart of middle America, just outside of Chirac, where the weather is cooling down again. But, you know, the politics is always hot, Gene. Is it now? Well, by our standards. Mm. Is that keeping you warm at night? No. No, you actually have a uh, electric blankets for that. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Who the hell's Eeyore? You're the guy from Winnie the Pooh. Mm, mm. Little JCD drop there. John C. Devore. I was trying to I was trying to remember who that was. Obviously, you have no children because then you would know all about Winnie the Pooh. Well, I know who Winnie the Pooh is. He runs China. <laughs> right. Well, so Eeyore is like his right hand man. So must also uh, be evil. I see. Would be my well, guess. He's not so much evil as he was just drawn that way. Ooh, nice. Mm. nice comment from the early morning gene it seems like you're just waking up is did you just roll out of bed yeah i just woke up <laughs> it's like christ's sakes it's uh just early in the morning right now 9 a.m mm. thanks to all the early morning trolls for joining us at noagendastream.com they're up early yeah they are what are they are they all out of work or what some some are at work mm-hmm. some are over in europe so it's kind of late there all right. Yes. Well, it's six, seven hours later. It's a beautiful thing. You got to get your energy up. Have that lemon, Gene. Get the full lemon. You throw it in I the blender. I do the lemons in the evening. Oh, really? Are you still doing the lemons? Yeah, I like them earlier in the day. Oh, you do? Okay. And it's, I've made it into the uh, the daily ritual of when I go and hop on the bike and turn something on the mm. YouTube and watch it. I have a frozen lemon drink. Mm-hmm. and i've made it into a frozen thing i mean i don't know i don't think you do that but i take the one lemon throw it in the vitamix man and it's amazing it's it only goes take, fast yeah it's like 10 mm-hmm. seconds and it's liquid yep and i throw in some almond milk to help it uh, blend nice and i've been experimenting you don't really need a lot of or any sweetener i don't think but you can throw in a pack of one of the artificial sweeteners if you really need it Mm-hmm. And I throw in some ice, so it comes you out. Probably kind of, throw in sugar too, if you're not a fat well, dude like us. Right, you're right. If you don't mind the extra <laughs> added calories, yeah, you could throw in sugar. And I mean, the interesting thing to me was that the although they were smaller lemons, we bought organic ones the second mm-hmm. time around, and way less bitter. But I think it was because they were smaller, and thus the amount of rind was. Mm greatly decreased and i'm like well i don't know if that's good or not i'm trying to figure out where's the good stuff right it's definitely in the rind but i think that has more to do with the age of the lemon than whether or not it's going to be organic that would make sense now you are washing these things before you eat them right oh yeah yeah i mean uh if i could nuke them i would they have wax on the outside yeah i take a little bit of dawn dishwashing liquid which is Mm. absolutely fabulous and then just uh, rub the outside of the lemons and then rinse them off. And that seems to work quite well. Or you can use vinegar as well. I've tried that. Yeah, I don't use anything but water, but I use one of those uh, scrub pads. 
like a scrub daddy you're out there with the yeah, little smiley like, yeah, face the, the kind you wash dishes with well, i hope it's not the same ones you're washing the dishes with yeah no, well, what's the, the difference ba- the bacteria builds up do you not see what no no no, 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 no. there's no bacteria sponge? in there there's no bacteria there use a brillo pad says billy that's Bones. what that's what i'm talking about literally well not exactly brillo but okay you're uh i think it is actually a brillo brand really like a wool kind of a steel wool kind of a thing yeah interesting what are you talking about i'm just talking about using my hands in some mild dish yeah soap. what you don't think there's bacteria in your hands Come no and now when you wash it with soap uh-huh okay i need it soap's I need supposed to, to kill bacteria okay i need to add well it did with gene we've learned normal little piddly soap will kill COVID 19 so what won't it kill Mm-hmm. Or maybe the question is, what won't kill COVID-19? That's maybe true, too. <laughs> That's a better question. <laughs> That's right. But either way, if you scrub, if you just use a pad that has some abrasion on it, it will scrub off the wax off the outside of the lemon. Otherwise, you're going to end up eating all that wax that has the built-in bacteria in it. You don't want that. But I was surprised, uh, as I told no. you before, that it is not a bad tasting concoction so this i was also surprised when i tried it and when i told you about it you sounded like you were not dubious and then i was surprised (laughs) that you tried it in fact lots of surprising going on yeah and it was like well this isn't bad it's not even like you have to load it up as i said with the sweeteners or anything just on its own it's uh not something that you're like oh wow this is horrible because you would think it would be because if you were to just take a lemon and eat lemon slices it would be very obviously bitter this less so when you mix it yeah. all in together with i mean the almond milk helps too i think to temper everything yeah i don't down. use that I, I just put a little water in there and the lemon's coming from the refrigerator i think it might be fun to try putting the lemon in the freezer and then seeing if if Ooh. that comes out better to see how that freezing works yeah because i wasn't even sure at first if you were supposed to put lemons in the fridge that was a question so i'm like well oh we it tastes better that way they well see this is the interesting thing about cooling something down especially liquids and people that drink Mm -hmm. whiskey know this which is if you have a really strong whiskey like a bourbon that's you know way over the normal proof that icing it down not even just uh the fact that it's going to dilute because the ice cubes Mm -hmm. gonna melt but just making the liquid colder makes it so the taste becomes tamped down it's not as strong so a lemon that's at room temperature or warm is going to taste more sour than one that's cold that would just seem to make a scientific sense here maybe i think that may be worth a test so now a freezing it would be interesting yeah but but generally when when things are below room temperature uh you're taste buds are not as sensitive to taste but your your i guess uh thermal sensors in your mouth <laughs> it's magically are, are delicious feeling the coolness yeah um so uh, really cooling something down a lot will somewhat make the taste of it irrelevant uh because you're not going to be able to tell nearly as much of the taste that is true. But I have to also bring up one other story about cooling where you're saying, well, it's going to dilute it because the ice is melting. It all depends what kind of ice you're using, because I remember back in the old days, we actually used to use um, 
frozen carbon dioxide. Now that's a pro move. Yeah, because uh, it doesn't dilute your drink. In fact, what it does is it freezes the water out of your drink, increasing the uh, the alcohol levels. Now, how do you freeze carbon dioxide? Um, yeah, that's a good question. I don't know off the top of my head how you freeze carbon dioxide. I'm sure it's a mechanical process. I don't think it's a chemical one. Uh, but uh, well, actually, I do know how you freeze carbon dioxide. You use liquid nitrogen. That's what it is. Which everybody has laying around. You can pick it up in well, your I'm frozen food I'm not saying you section. make it at home. I mean, most people can just buy frozen carbon dioxide. It's uh, it's available in your friendly neighborhood frozen carbon dioxide shop. It is a pro tip. And like I said, this is very much like the Italian ice lemon kind of a thing. And uh, mm-hmm. for me, I find that when you're sitting there and you're exercising, it's nice to have a frozen beverage to sip on. How much ice do you put in there? It equals about the size of the lemon. So it the lemon. Okay. Yeah. Enough yeah, so that the probably, blender the blender doesn't like start chunking and stopping because it's it, stopping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be that would be bad. And then how much of the uh, fake milk? It's uh, not a lot, just enough to get it started. Okay. Just because yeah, I think I probably put about a lemon's worth of water, distilled water in there, and then just a lemon, cold lemon. If I were to guess, I would say probably about artificial sweetener, probably about half the lemon I'm putting in in the uh, almond milk and And then the ice. So when it all comes down to it, you're probably uh, you're probably taking about a third when it comes down to it. The lemon is like one third of what you're getting when you drink it. Hmm. I've not tried putting uh, milk in because my assumption was that the the acid from the lemon would sour the milk. Well, almond milk Um, may be a little different. But yeah, because it's not milk. Right. It's just almond fat. I don't know why they don't just call it almond fat. Did you ever make almond milk? Yeah. It's a pain in the ass. Uh, It's easier if you have a uh, a good juicer. Yes. Well, that will. The other way. I, I remember getting one of those for free Amazon review a nut bag, which sounded really funny. Mm. I'm going to review a nut bag. And it was basically <laughs> a joke in there somewhere. Yes. It's basically uh, glorified cheesecloth that you you use to strain out. It's like, okay, so you take mm-hmm. the almonds and you put them in water overnight, or maybe it was a couple mm-hmm. of days, I forget. Then you blend them, and then you, like, squeeze, you know, put the, you run that through the filter, and then you, like, squeeze the leavens to get mm-hmm. every last bit of the uh, the juice. Out of the that almond. sounds like way more work than just going to the grocery store. Right. Oh, it is. Especially when you look at the uh, the gallon or whatever the size is of the almond yeah. milk's like two bucks. It's like, yeah, not worth it. Uh, no. Are you kidding? A quart is like three fifty. You live in the wrong place, man. I don't know where the hell you're shopping, dude, but your prices <laughs> are back from the 80s. I swear to God. I, I just bought happy. a filet mignon the other day. Uh, 39 bucks a pound. Dude, you are getting screwed man this is this is normal american pricing you are clearly shopping in a different century yes maybe and i'm happy because the food Mm -hmm. prices are going up joe biden says (laughs) expect a real food shortage coming oh yeah 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 what does that even mean at least it's it's probably one of the first honest things he said what are you saying again because of russia i mean we should maybe talk about russia Right. Yeah. 
because of course the Ukraine invasion is what is going to make the food supplies dry up. Mm-hmm. Yes, because Ukraine was providing all the food for the United States and Europe. I didn't know that. Was this? Is this? Yeah. Is this, is this down on paper somewhere? Is there proof of this? Uh well, you know, I mean, they wrote it yesterday, but sure, why not? I mean, Ukraine. We've always heard the breadbasket of the world, Ukraine. I That's mean, who, right. Who doesn't yeah. know that? Well, of Russia anyway, but yeah. Biden's approval, thirty four percent. No correlation. I'm thinking between all this stuff. Just random. oh, it's up. Yeah. Wow, thirty four percent. I think it was down twenty eight. A real food shortage well see he's getting a war bump as well then from 28 up to 35 it may be mm-hmm. anybody that's been going to the grocery stores it's really interesting because during trump even though we had covid so there were a lot of things going on different meat packing plants and stuff shutting down overall the amount of items at the grocery stores while there were runs on Paper products, which still I can't wrap my head around all the toilet paper mm-hmm. and stuff like that, and the cleaning sp- supplies, the food itself, you had no issues with. It wasn't until Biden came into office now that it's amazing how many of the items, when you're doing your normal week to week grocery shopping, that just randomly aren't there. Right. So if you're saying, okay, what we have now, which seems like an inconvenience now which is that's all it is because nobody is starving because the particular brand of broccoli isn't in the grocer's freezer when joe biden says expect real food shortages does that mean there's gonna be nothing in the grocery store freezers it's uh it's it's well i mean it's gonna have real food shortages so you're i'm telling you the u.s and russia have swapped places we're we're going to end up Bread effectively lines. having the same thing that we had in the USSR in the 70s. Lines outside the grocery store where people are lined up to buy whatever's available. Because if you start getting too picky, you may not get anything at all. So you're going to go to the grocery store to buy food. Doesn't really matter right. what kind of food. Could be mac and cheese one day. Well, you might not even get a choice. The next day. Well, you get a choice of either buying it or leaving. Right, right. It's like you there's walk, always a choice. But I'm saying you get to the grocery store, you don't walk the yeah. aisles anymore. They just hand you a bag and say, "Here's what you owe." They're pre-filled bags, and they're you know 150 dollars probably. What is- I did, in fact, I had. <clears throat> now, let me tell you, this is interesting. I think um, I have adopted the system of measuring the cost of food by the price of bags. Now, some of my friends think this is not a particularly scientific system, but screw them. What kind of bags? <clears throat> grocery bags. So for the last 30 years or so, whenever I've gone to the grocery store, I, I kind of notate how much the price per bag was. And the price per bag, I mean, I remember when it was probably about $12 a bag, but for a good chunk of time, it was probably more like $25 a bag. Uh, two days ago, uh, came out of uh, Whole Foods. It was a uh, hundred and thirty dollars a bag. What was this? Where you bought the fifty dollar per ounce yeah. filet mignon? Yeah. yeah, correct. So there you go. Well, that's how much they cost in normal stores. I'm sorry. Perhaps now, my question is: Do you know what the current 
grocery store situation is in most of Russia? Are they dealing with the same yeah. things we are here? No. They okay. have much better availability. Oh, see, that's that says a lot yeah. to me. Yeah, but prices are up. I will say that. Um, so there are two videos that I've watched that are uh, making the rounds. I think I've posted both of them to No Agenda Social. There's a couple outside of Moscow, and then there's another couple that is more like, I mean, I don't know, in, in the country. You know, like uh, farmland type places. Right, not city. And uh, the first comment people have, and I think Adam said it too, is, is holy shit, that's a nice grocery store. Uh, because the grocery stores are like Costco size, um, but not a warehouse, but like, a, you know, normal grocery stores with shelves, but pretty damn big uh, in the, the Moscow video. The other one was a little bit smaller, but the shelves are pretty damn full of stuff. Uh, there isn't really a, a shortage of anything. I don't think that they saw particularly there may be a brand or two that are, uh, that have fewer boxes sitting there, but there's nothing that was completely sold out. Uh, but the prices on some items, I know one of the women was talking about, um, uh, like, uh, I guess it's powdered milk. It's like, it's baby formula buying baby formula and she said the the price has gone up by about 40 percent on baby formula um so prices are going up but they aren't out of things no no because uh unlike the u.s russia actually produces most of its own food and that's to some extent the result of the sanctions that have been imposed over the last eight years by the u.s and europe i mean remember this is the latest round of sanctions these are not like for the first time ever we're going to sanction Russia. Well, it seems that they are doing something that all countries should do, and that is be self-sufficient. Uh, you would think that would be a good thing, but most countries are led by globalists. Well, that's true. We want yeah, the one world it, order, so they're trying to make the puzzle only fit together if you have everybody cooperating. Yeah. And when somebody so, doesn't cooperate, then you have a problem. You've reminded me I need to shop for food while we're making the podcast here. That's a good idea. But I mean, people in the troll room are complaining that uh, Whole Foods is not a normal grocery store. Well, what, what's a normal grocery store then? You know, like a Kroger or a, uh, you know, a Piggly Wiggly, something like that, Gene. We don't have Piggly Wigglies. Well, it's Austin. I forgot. You guys are a little woke down there. Although the <laughs> yeah. NASCAR crowds we coming have a, to Austin, a whole I saw. foods every 10 feet, though. Right. See, there you go. Uh-huh. So the NASCAR folks that are down there for the race this weekend will be uh, will be happy. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Um, all right. So we have lean grass fed Angus ground beef for 824 for hamburger. 824 a pound for ground for beef. ground beef yeah but it's yeah. angus eggs uh cage free of course 582 a dozen dude you are i pay like 389 for two dozen well i i again i don't know where you shop this you probably go to canada or something and you're using That's, canadian money i would if i could uh-huh uh pint of raspberries 769 this is the, what they charge in Austin at the Whole Foods. This is what I'm ordering right now. 
Yes. This is this is a cry for much, much higher donations. <laughs> Gene is gonna starve. This is the cost of living, guys. I don't know what you're what you're complaining. Now, bananas are up, but they're still damn cheap uh, cheap at sixteen cents per banana. I don't I honestly don't understand how they can be so cheap. Uh lemons, buck oh nine a piece or some more lemons. You got it. I mean, you know, we can we could keep talking about oh cucumbers are cheap. I'll get one of those. Uh, I got plenty of onions. Uh, so prime beef ribeye steak boneless. Uh, thirty dollars per pound. It seems like a lot. It feels like normal pricing. For I mean, Austin maybe for Whole Foods maybe. Yeah. Uh, find a nice meat supplier. Why don't you go to your local rancher? Oh, they're more expensive than Whole Foods. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, the local if you go to the farmer's market, which there is one on every corner in Austin, the uh, the price of most food at a farmer's market is about one and a half times of what it is in the Whole Foods. That is crazy because well, you're getting, you know, premium straight from farm to market, and people will pay a lot more for that for USDA prime at the uh, meat place that we buy from mm-hmm. a five pound Chateaubriand beef tenderloin is mm-hmm. 145 bucks for five pounds. So what is that? Like 20 bucks a pound. That would equal $29 a pound. 29. Oh, okay. So 30, that's not that far off from it's in the ballpark, but that's for the prime. <clears throat> now it depends if you're going yeah. for the, instead of USDA prime, if you drop down to choice or any well, of that, you wouldn't want to do that. No, because the choice will you drop down to 95 bucks for five pounds. Yeah, it's not worth it. Gene will tell uh, you the difference between choice meat and prime meat. Yeah. Do you, do you like to have a bunch of grizzle in your meat? Well, it depends if it's barbecue, then you want a little. Uh, yeah, well, if you're going to, if you're going to uh, grind it up, maybe it doesn't matter. If you're going to slow uh, cook here's it. Here's something I enjoy, but it's damn, it's going more expensive is uh, ground bison meat at the uh, 13 bucks a pound ground bison is good we've gotten that at costco in the yeah. past yeah what's their price i don't remember it's been a while mm. i do like the ground bison i th- i prefer it over the uh ground hamburger ground beef hamburger mm-hmm. is not really ham that's a pro tip for everybody on the oh really podcast. Oh, yeah damn damn okay here's another thing this is definitely up uh Hagen does coffee ice cream for a pint six bucks <laughs> i love that that is your barometer that you definitely know is up is the oh, i know because i that's the, that's the only ice cream that i buy ever is Hagen does coffee that's the uh, only flavor even it's the only flavor i ever buy yeah it's the most natural ice cream that Hagen does makes it only has five ingredients nice most other ice creams have a bunch of other crap all on them the only regular ice cream we've had in like the last year or two was the Jenny's double chocolate. And that was just because I saw Nancy Pelosi had a fridge of it. And mm. I wanted to see if it was really that good. Mm. It was, but it was very expensive, like seven or eight bucks a pint. I think. Yeah. That's kind of crazy pricing. Yeah. I like the rebel ice cream, although that's a keto ice cream and it's a different texture. But if you're on keto, so- doesn't have milk in it probably it's uh, whatever they do it's magic it's probably sherbet it is the rebel birthday cake ice cream definitely Mm. good stuff 
Land O'Lakes sweet butter, sweet cream butter. I only buy Irish butter. Four seventy two a pound. Used to be two bucks. Well, you know, they had to take the girl off the picture, so it, it, it I, that's probably why. It used to be more <laughs> affordable with the girl on the picture. Why would you not want an attractive Native American girl on the picture of a box? That to me seems like it going the wrong direction the fact that they left the rest of the box the same it was just like taking her off the image it's like yeah well they did the same thing they've always done to native americans they just stole their land and got rid of the people right cancel them well that was somebody pointed that out there's memes going around there are memes going around but they left all the pictures of the the forest and the and the water they stole the land and then just got rid of the indian you can still get your Ugh. white guy on your Quaker oats. You can still get, you know, white people are still everywhere on packages, but you can't have black people on packages because it was racist. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's so damn ironic, man. It is the, the racism of these people that are it removing. Is, what are you canceling? Diversity. I mean, right. They're, they're, they're can- removing diversity from packaging. Yes. It can only be white people on packaging. Oh. That's- uh, b- blueberries. Uh, Eight seventy nine a pound. I don't know. That seems high. Uh, miniature watermelon, ten bucks. Doesn't sound miniature to me. It's pretty small. I ordered one last time. Um, but this is yeah. the insanity here. This really is. Distilled like, water is now a two bucks. Used to be a buck. That's about what it is here. The distilled water. Yeah. I use it for cleaning my vinyl records. Yeah, I use it for drinking. Distilled water, that stuff will kill you. That's all I've been drinking for the last 35 years. Well, see, that explains that you need some of those hard minerals, Gene. Mm-hmm. Get some hard yeah. minerals into your system. Stat. Uh, this- kiwis are super cheap. Kiwis are 65 cents a piece. I wonder why. You really did go off to start ordering groceries, didn't you? Yeah, no, I'm doing it right now. This, I mean, this is a good <laughs> use of my time right now. As we talked about how it, you have nothing that is gone from the russian shelves you're not running into anything here though maybe whole foods in your area because they charge so much this they is have not stock. whole foods i'm ordering at uh, randall's which is a kroger's brand i believe oh well see that's a normal store yeah that's why that's this these is normal pricing this is why i'm telling you you're you're giving me made up canadian prices out there get out of austin gene mm-hmm. i've been planning on doing that for a long time you're making the escape haven't gotten around to it why not? Yeah, I've been I've been looking at property in uh, San Antonio. Nice. Which also has been going up in price, but it's historically cheaper than Austin. Let's see what our price on your coffee ice cream is. Which one it was? Hagendaz? Hagendaz, 14 ounces coffee. Yeah, we have that at our Meyer. What are you paying? Uh six bucks, six oh four. Three dollars and fifty cents here, Gene. See, that's why I seem to recall being the case years and years ago back uh when prices were not influenced by Vladimir Putin. It's all Putin's fault. <laughs> well, whose fault would it be? $3 and 50 cents. I mean, just, surely uh, not all the California liberals that have moved to Austin, not their fault. Well, see, this worries me because I'm seeing a lot of stories about how much of the exodus is happening from the liberal mm-hmm. states. And it's oh, like, like you all do, over the place. Yeah. It's like, but yes, it depends who's leaving. Now, if it's the conservative people, from those states that are leaving great the country will be in better shape because the areas they're moving to will be even further conservative strongholds but if it's the asshole liberals 
that are moving out of those states to more right. conservative states, they're going to fuck them up. Yep. Yes, they are indeed. But I'm just happy uh, that my ice cream bill would be half of what yours is. So, I mean, your that's- ice cream bill would be half of mine. <laughs> that is pretty funny, actually. It's it's just strange thing for the exact same product. See, it's like a lot of things you're like, well, is it locally well, sourced? Is you it know better? why? Probably because the ice cream melts faster in the South. That's true. You need better refrigerators. Yeah. So I'm I'm paying for the electricity that you're not paying for. Austin's like, we have to run these babies hard. We have to refrigerate in the winter. It is. It's true. Those poor so. people in Florida, you paying like $14 a pint for little Hagen Daz? If you have those uh, freezers, so load them are. up. Yeah, load them up. I know. Whenever I've been in Miami Beach and stopped by a ice cream shop, it is about fourteen bucks. Well, now you could just you know bring your gun and rob the place because Miami is uh, Miami's under a bit of a problem right now. Turns out criminals oh, go on spring break too. Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah, they're under. They're doing the whole uh, the uh, where the, you have to be Criminal in the house. Behavior. Yeah, well, you have to be. Uh, there's a curfew at like midnight or something now in miami so that's uh maybe no it was way. 11 yeah was there a tv show about the criminals in miami yeah it was uh miami I, they had a vice or something squad or something like that yeah i just remember that uh back in the day we took all our clothing choices from that show i thought you still do no i i don't wear white pants not well that would be that would be gauche at this time of the year but i uh, yeah i just wear you know training suit i thought you just wore like an adidas top and maybe some like bright orange shorts or something no i bright orange shorts no i i wear i wear the full uh adidas trainers well it is Um, it's it's the choice of your people well it's just comfortable it's totally random i don't do it because of anything it just happens to be comfortable clothing we did see biden say more sanctions at the same time he admitted sanctions don't work don't work correct i mean this really is living in bizarro world oh yeah yeah when the president of the united states will stand up and say well because of what russia is doing to ukraine we're putting more sanctions on them but we don't really expect it to do anything actually work right we're just doing it just to be dicks uh not really because it'll have any impact at all and i'm really tired of these stories including that's been the mantra of the guy like bill o'reilly that this Mm. is one guy just one guy vladimir putin doing all this it's like no no it's really not just one guy i mean he's the leader of the country but this is not the concept uh as we've talked about the average russian seems to be behind what's going on or am i misreading that yeah, there are certainly some people that are not happy, but most of them have left the country. So, yeah. But there are people that feel like, well, you just need to put the sanctions on to make the regular people so mad they overthrow Putin. And it's like, but they're there self-sufficient. Be, they're not. Yeah, they don't have food shortages. Uh, no, they're they're. <laughs> uh, we could talk about that, too, as I finish shopping here. But uh, I'll make sure you get some healthy choices in there, Gene healthy choice and that's not a particularly good for you food you know well no not the actual healthy choice i'm just saying oh. make some healthy food oh, choices okay. uh loaded baked potato soup with bacon oh 
my God. So good, but so bad for you. Uh, Why not you a st- bad price. 10 bucks for 32 ounces. So what is that? Like four portions? That's pretty cheap. I'm buying that. Why don't you just wrap some bacon around the haagen coffee ice cream and go to town? That's usually what I do. <laughs> um, hot mac and cheese for 39 a pound. Wait, so there's okay. your affordable food. Do you like fry up a little bacon bowl and then put the ice cream into the bacon bowl and then just eat the whole thing? Um, did I ever show you a picture of the bacon pie that I made? I don't think so. What is a? I'll have to post that on the the social. What is a I bacon made, pie? Define so this. I, yeah, I made a uh, homemade um, uh, apple cinnamon pie. Okay, that I understand. Yeah, very, very tasty, normal. But I made the top of the pie lettuce, not lettuce, lettuce, <laughs> you know, the shape uh, yeah, of overlapping dough. Yes. I made that out of bacon instead. Oh, well, as one would want to do. As as just one solid uh, fried in and formed piece of bacon lettuce. So instead uh, of dough on the top. Of dough, it was it was bacon. Bacon dough, then. So I mean, you're just and then uh, and then sprinkled some uh, powdered sugar on top. It was so good, and had that with a little bourbon ice cream. Oh my god! Well, of course you have to have that a la mode. I mean, yeah. Otherwise, it just wouldn't make sense. Did you put a little it's extra whipped cream on too? The, no, you don't need the whipped cream. <laughs> it, the, it's the best combination. Oh, and a sprig of mint just to add a little greenery to it. It is the like bacon makes things better. I mean, I agree with that. I just, yeah. I just think it's funny that there, there is that level that where now the, the whipped cream, th- that's overkill. No, it's total overkill. Yeah, the fourteen pounds Wait, of bacon. I'm not crazy, man. Come on, the pie Come and on. ice cream. That's 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 perfectly normal. Mm-hmm. Nothing mm-hmm. to worry about here. I see why I you have all the like hospital gear at the house. You're just preparing for the inevitable. <laughs> uh, you remember that that Saturday Night Live skit? With all the Chicago guys, the bears, the bears, and you're pounding on their. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you just kind of get used to having heart attacks on a regular basis for a while. Well, I mean, hey, it makes your heart stronger, right? Yeah, that's what they say. We do not give medical Nobody advice. Nobody says that. <laughs> do not take medical advice from podcasters, even if they're oh, wearing God. scrubs. Not any podcasters. I would. Not just not us, but not like any podcasters don't take medical advice from. No. Especially not the podcasters that have TV shows on mainstream media. Oh, right. Then you really don't want to believe them. No, they will lead you astray. If there's anybody that you want to believe, that's Joe Rogan. Joe does have some interesting guests. I'm surprised he hasn't been fully canceled yet. He has been out of the news for a while, though. I guess he's been avoiding the Ukraine thing. Yeah, he's been avoiding the third rail, I guess. Mm. I mean, I don't watch Joe Rogan happily taking a break from being the focus of all the news lately yeah being the guy they're trying to cancel well no business and we're seeing that with spotify no business that has that kind of a culture of wokeness is ever woke enough you're seeing it with disney now which Mm -hmm. has become just a horrendous they've always been woke come on they were supporting nazis back when i wasn't even fashionable back in the 1930s but they're getting worse are they though or have they always been or maybe we're just shining the light onto it and we're understanding more because people are paying more attention to it i don't know it's very strange 
the wokeness is very strange when you have a Supreme Court nominee, justice nominee, that is asked, can you define woman? And it's like, no, I'm not a biologist. Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. Uh, somebody's, uh, I think, uh, you know, the follow up question should have been just a very straightforward. Are you a woman? Mm-hmm. Because that's the interesting thing. This, I mean, I, well, I believe that's an insult these days. Is How it? dare you call somebody a woman? Yes. We're, well, this is a society that we're trying You're to cancel women. You're making an assumption based on what? The fact that she's black? Exactly. You know, and the fact that she's a woman. But Yes, I, but mostly because you're being racist. Right, exactly. No, wait, isn't it sexist? Isn't that if you ask if she's a woman? Now, if you ask if she's black, is that racist? Or are you just trying to no, see that's if sexist. you have to know how to treat somebody because it is a protected class. So if asking, you know, it's it's necessary to know these things. Well, I'm glad we've switched off the term minority to uh, the term protected class because right. most protected classes are not actually minorities. Well, and that is why the verbiage is changing. Mm-hmm. Because otherwise it doesn't make any sense to be like, oh, well, we're giving you something the other people don't. It was originally because, well, because you are, you're not as able your particular circumstance means that how you, dare you call them disabled right it is a minefield weird al was perfectly on it with the word crime song everything is offensive everything is a minefield depending what words you choose which it just makes it a lot easier to uh shut up if you know that your opinion is going to trigger somebody which is exactly the problem when you have the people that are right that are have that have a just cause won't do anything because ooh if i say this i'm going to get canceled it's a yeah. it's a weird thing well and probably rightly so for being something kind of ist you don't want to be an ist you don't want to be any ist is there any no. good ist i don't think so a constitutionalist no. That's a horrible is that that basically just means you're a right wing nut job. He's from baby. Yeah. Anything just like all those sexist founding fathers were. Well, yeah. And they all own slaves. So they were bad. They're slow. Slave owning racist, uh, sexist. You know, know, like half of the founding fathers should have really been women. Yeah. I mean, we really should go back and redo everything. Yeah. It's just a bad system from the get go because it excluded women from making political decisions not that it was a system that could grow i mean look at look at congress nancy pelosi and aoc have power that's right just saying this is what america wants this is why i I keep repeating over and over and people don't like to hear it but every country has the government they deserve this this country deserves the government that's bankrupting it well this goes back multiple administrations with just out of control spending for things that are absolutely idiotic we all remember the stories i think if you're as old as we are that you know what was it like twenty five hundred dollar or was it twenty five thousand dollar toilet seats you know there was some very oh, interesting spending yeah. yeah government spending that there just, was some pork involved for sure oh you think but now we just have something that is that you could pass off as incompetence that you could pass off as corrupt what we have now just seems to be moronic 
there's yeah. talk of now i wanted to ask you about this because the big push right now is vladimir putin is a war criminal he is committing war crimes if you notice mm-hmm. this is the new uh yeah this is the new big red flag that everybody's waving mm-hmm. and they're talking about the icc the international criminal court which is in the netherlands the hague and i don't know if a lot of americans know or remember that this is the group that wanted to charge bush and cheney with war crimes yeah and how right they were <laughs> in retrospect you know it's uh it's something that the United States is right not to take part in. Russia also smart enough to say, nope, we are not uh-huh. we are not going down this path because it's a bunch of woke dicks that yeah. you cannot give control. This is part of the big one world government stuff, the new world order stuff. And it's just absolutely insane for the people now that are like, yes, yes. Oh, the ICC Putin's a war criminal. It's like, just remember. Bush was a war criminal. If they really had their way, Trump would be a war criminal, even though I don't think he actually like. Oh, my God. Obama is the biggest war criminal. Yeah. The number of civilians that were killed by anonymous drone strikes during that presidency still is a record. Yeah. Which is why when Obama took office, there was a lot of talk in the liberal media of, oh, yeah, yeah, he's going to he's going to get into this international criminal court. Yeah, he's going to join. Except, you know, then it was, oh, well, the carve out's going to be he's going to join, but they won't he won't let them prosecute Bush as part of this because that would make mm-hmm. the United States look bad. It's like, no, Obama didn't want to get into this because he knew what he was going to do. And he didn't want to be beholden. He didn't want to be at the mercy of some international court. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of reasons not to be at the mercy of international anything. Well, yes, it's all it's all a paper tiger. It's it's a house of cards. It's all built on the foundation of mud. You know, the, all of these bureaucrats <clears throat> for these quasi-national organizations or the, the, the globalist ones, uh, their only power is in people taking them seriously. Right. They have zero power outside of that. You have to have something backing the power. Yeah, like nuclear weapons. Right, which, hey, Putin's got those, and he's crazy. Yeah. He's going to use them, you know? Yeah, yeah. I just don't understand. Well, there has been actually a video where there was a some Russian politician, I can't remember which one, not like on the senior level, but talking about how uh, uh, the the proper response to a NATO declaring war in Russia was to use strategic nukes to eliminate NATO's uh, offensive capabilities immediately. Well, war is war. Yeah. This is... Yeah, I mean, you'd be stupid not to, frankly. If NATO uh, starts attacking Russia, the country, I I think then uh, Russia does exactly what the U.S. would do and every other country would do, which is disable their enemies' offensive capabilities as quickly as possible. That is how you wage war. Yeah. That is what makes so, sense. It's uh it, it's not a good time to be in NATO. Well, and the concept that NATO is strictly a defensive minded mechanism, uh it's not so never much. been. It's always been offensive. 
I mean, that's the thing. It's it, If you look at the history of NATO, and maybe you have to be as old as some of us are, to look at the history of NATO, certainly from a first-hand experience, uh, NATO and its strength lies not in any kind of defensive capability, because the, the only defensive action of the Cold War was a return nuclear strike. That was literally the only thing you could do, because the the presumption was that the other guys initiate a first strike. And so NATO existed for the sole reason of our nuclear weapons are closer to you than yours are to us. Therefore, we'll be able to take out your nuclear weapons with a first strike as NATO, as the U.S., as the West, leaving you minimal defensive capabilities left. That was always the game plan. Uh, and, and the documents that show that, in fact, I just posted one last night on No Agenda Social, uh, they, they exist back from the 1970s, that the, the game plan was always a first strike against Russia. This is, there's no reason to have NATO unless you're planning a first strike. Mutually assured destruction. Yeah, that's the thing that worked for quite a while to keep uh, the world from resetting itself because there were men that had actual intelligence in office instead of buffoons. Well, the concept is one that makes sense because even if the other side hits first, as long as you can launch your nukes, then right. But that's what NATO is for is to prevent that retaliatory strike. If you can launch your nukes and have them hit their targets, very quickly because they're physically located close to the country you're bombing, then they won't have the capability to launch a retaliatory strike, making you the winner of the uh, nuclear war. So-called winner of, right, of the... Well, winner in the sense that you've suffered maybe minimal, maybe five or six nuclear strikes, whereas the other country is completely obliterated with no living people at all. Well, it all depends on... You're still going to have to deal with the nuclear fallout. There's Even nuclear fallout, the there's nuclear uh, submarines, there's, uh, you know, you have. Well, there are now. I mean, back in the 70s, that was just starting. So. So it's become even more complex. I the Yeah, abilities. I mean, the, the nuclear submarines, the intercontinental ballistic missiles, the certainly hypersonic missiles, these are all things that are counters to an American first strike. And just the coverage on this again, the one sidedness of everything that should worry anybody i talked about it on random thoughts this week like i don't necessarily think there is a good guy in either side when it comes to russia and ukraine mm-hmm. the fact that Zelensky shut down multiple television networks last year because they were critical of his policies that does not scream a democracy this is not a free country we're not trying to help a free country defend themselves against an authoritarian no no we're helping one authoritarian against another authoritarian when well, we're we're definitely helping the country that we've been utilizing for political uh a lot of political illegal activities and financial let's not forget yeah, that's, that the that's connection kind of where I'm, yeah, that's that's what I meant by that. Is yes, we're, we're, it's a country that has been utilized for convenience by politicians, 
in order to uh, do things that they can't readily do back home. And whether that means spying on people, whether that means uh, washing money and, uh, you know, having, which effectively is legislation where the government pays for something, whether it's a subcontractor making something or whatever it is, but there's government money going in and then private money coming back out to the politician as a result of that. Uh, there, there, a lot of people, and on both sides of the house, incidentally, uh, just as many Romneys as there are Pelosi's in this, uh, have utilized Ukraine as a place to get rich as an American politician. Well, yeah, how else do you explain Hunter Biden and the millions of dollars he took out of there? Mm-hmm. Although he well, took I, I, millions I of dollars out of Moscow, too. So it's uh, he, he's the least <laughs> of, of those guys. He's the little fish. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Is he the, just uh, a little guppy that goes in to see wh- where the big money is and then brings that back home to daddy in this case? Yeah, I mean, he's this one that's doing drugs and getting caught doing things that plenty of other people are doing and not getting caught. So, but I think there's a deeper issue. And I actually uh, kind of started bringing this up yesterday, but I just got too tired, uh, which is uh, Russophobia. And, um, uh, people are, it's an interesting thing because uh, I think this is the first actual proper use of the term phobia. Uh, because, you know, when people say things like transphobic, you're transphobic, you have transphobia. What they really mean is you dislike people that have changed their gender and now are forcing you to accept them as something that they're visually not actually representing um but russophobia i think is absolutely real and it it exists because for many years starting uh, well really the period of the cold war um this concept of the russians are out to get you the russians want to come and take over america the russians want to nuke america this concept well, yeah, was, those are different things. I don't know why they'd want to take over America. We can't well, you remember get, Red Dawn? We can't even get groceries. Well, not, yeah, not these days. But you remember the movie Red Dawn from the 80s? That was a great movie. Yeah, it was a fun movie um, about a group of kids that take on the Russians and win. Right. They're like, what, but, 10 of them in the woods and yeah, all of it? Yeah. yeah, you know, good good job. Not, but, not a realistic take on what would actually happen. Well, it sure seemed realistic back in the day. I mean, when we were kids, it was like, oh, yeah, we could be heroes, man. That's where the Bowie song, you know, we could be heroes. We could get a couple uh, weapons and we could be the ragtag yeah. group that could take down the big red menace. Of course, people are saying you're the red menace now, Gene. So I don't know. Yeah, apparently. Uh, so a whole generation of people, I'd say probably between the age of. 40 and 80 so about a 40 year block of people had experience for the majority of their life the messaging from popular media from hollywood as well as the u.s government that uh russia's the evil empire russians are out to get you russians are just waiting until they can nuke you uh or kill you or do whatever and then when all of a sudden Berlin Wall fell and it was like, hey, we won. Great. That the end of the Cold War, we finally defeated 
the Soviet Union, we broke up communism. There was a little bit of a, probably about a 10-year period where it really did feel like America is the only superpower left, where uh, there was a genuine feeling of like, well, we finally managed to win against communism. And now we're actually helping those, those poor Russian idiots that were communists for so many years get back on their feet. And there was a lot of help coming from the U.S. to Russia. And incidentally, this is a period of time where uh, Putin had a conversation with Bill Clinton, who was in office, asking uh, about the possibility of uh, Russia joining NATO. And uh, was told that, well, NATO is kind of irrelevant at this point. Why, why would you want to join an organization that probably will cease to exist shortly? Well, right, because the only reason to have NATO was because of russia yeah it was well it wasn't because of russia it was because of the ussr it was to create this forward base of operations for an initial strike on the ussr and and anybody thinks that oh that's bullshit no they was purely defensive all i would say is you clearly have not read any of the recently declassified documents because they were absolutely talking about first strikes so go go get yourself educated first before you argue this uh and so because we have a whole generation of people that are grew up as russophobes as as being bombarded with this message that we've always been at war with uh uh what's what was the country it wasn't eurasia it was uh I'm trying to remember what, what was the phrase from 1984 we've always been at war with what from orwell's novel i don't remember Oh my God! East Asia, to, yeah, yeah, is it? Billy Bone says East Asia. I believe him. Uh, I thought it was something else. I don't. Uh, know. We've always been at war. I'm going to do a Google search. Oceana. Oceana. That sounds more. Uh, we all need to read our been George at war Orwell with Afghanistan. Yeah, everybody. <laughs> yeah, go. it is okay. So it is East Asia or Oceana. I guess it's both of those. See, Billy Bones, a walk through the mind podcast. Yeah. Obviously, this guy knows his stuff. He's been walking through all kinds of mines, apparently. Wait, mines or mines? <laughs> mines. Um, M-I-N-D-S. Not a walk okay, through the mines. Okay, I thought mines. it was M-I-N-D-S. Walking through a minefield. Right. But it's kind what of it like feels that. like. If yeah. your mind is like a minefield. Oh, you know, yeah. Totally. A nice play on words there, Billy Bones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, it is a, uh, uh, it, it's a thing. So. Consequently, it's these people are truly NPCs. They're they are they are drones, droids, whatever you want to refer to them as. And one of these guys who is incessantly posting anti-Russian stuff on No Agenda Social. There's a couple of them. There's a couple that are just like, you know, nonstop uh, Russia bad, Russia bad, Putin evil, and. Which is the you know, mainstream I said, media mantra, which is, so it's funny. Yeah, and that, that's why I said, dude, you're literally CNN. You're literally word for word repeating CNN with nothing to base your arguments on. And then they just tell me that I'm clearly uh, carrying water for Putin. Uh, well, see, they don't but, know that. You're, you're ordering it online and it's delivered. <laughs> it is delivered. Exactly. I'm ordering online for Putin. But they're, that's the thing is like, I pointed out that, no, you're, you're just simply, a Russophobe. You're afraid of Russia to an irrational degree 
and hence you're ignoring the actual facts, which the first one being that this is not some Russia war that was started a month ago. This is Russia stepping into a war that's been going on for eight years, which was a war against Eastern uh, Ukrainian provinces. Uh, and it was orchestrated with CIA backing when the government was, when the elected government was overthrown eight years ago. Now you can say, well, that was a corrupt government. Yeah, absolutely. Ukraine has a history of being a corrupt country going back at least a hundred years, probably longer than that. But for certainly the last hundred years that I remember the Ukraine, there was tons of jokes about how, you know, Ukraine is the place where you need to make sure you put a lock on your pockets because you'll probably get robbed when you go there. Ukraine was the place that was considered to be the place to go launder money in the USSR back when it was uh, absolutely part of the the uh, Soviet uh, Empire. So why would that change? It the only thing that changed is who the masters are, and the masters now reside in the United States uh, instead of residing in Ukraine. Zelensky isn't some big Ukrainian. Uh, you know, politician that uh, uh, that was fighting the good fight for many years. He was a freaking actor, and we see plenty of videos of him as an actor who got hired to play a president in a made-for-television drama series in Ukraine, which is incidentally now playing on Netflix, <laughs> the Ukrainian American Network. And uh, which you know, I'm just glad I canceled my Netflix back when they were doing kitty porn content. Right. So now that they're doing, uh, you know, literally showing the TV show that was a a two year long election campaign to get Zelensky into office, uh, they're they're showing that as a TV show on Netflix now. Well, the but, media uh, push I, a perspective, and that is the dangerous part of this because this is the mind numbing, mind brainwashing, whatever you want to call it, that's going on, and the media has a huge effect. You look at the Hunter Biden laptop story. If that is covered fairly when it broke, I don't think there's any chance Biden wins the presidency. So the media, if well, you want to talk about an election that was uh, swayed, that was a major factor, I think, in it. But perspective on all of this stuff, I don't think a lot of people understand the relationship between Ukraine and Russia. A lot of people believe, I think, that they have been mortal enemies for life for billions of years and they've never been, you know, as one. And we know that's not true. And I just bring up the stuff like perspective, like, well, why is the UK still in Ireland? And I know mm -hmm. maybe that's not the perfect analog here, but that is the kind of relationship that those countries have. And yeah. this is more like a domestic squabble than. Two, exactly two strangers going to uh you know into getting into a fight and i don't yeah, think a absolutely. lot of people get that and and it's a domestic squabble that is happening literally on the border of russia it'd be if mexico and uh uh guatemala or nicaragua started bickering about stuff because mexico was starting to shell nicaragua across the border you know, and it's like at some point somebody's going to step in and say, OK, guys, we need to stop 
doing this. We're going to demilitarize you so you can't be shelling each other uh, or over the the border. And uh, the U.S. has been taking that role quite often and quite often also unilaterally without any real uh, evidence of anything. I mean, like, you know, now we can look back at Iraq and say the only reason, honestly, the only reason that Bush went into Iraq was to do something to make his dad proud. That's the only reason that Americans died in Iraq and a quarter million Iraqis died in Iraq. See, I don't so really that buy Bush, that. Well, you don't buy which part of it? That we were in Iraq? No, I know we were in Iraq, but I don't believe that was the reason for it. The intelligence appeared to be completely wrong. The question becomes where, because the president is not the guy that is collecting the intelligence. And that's really good with Joe Biden's president, let me tell you. But I do believe that so you George think Bush, Bush, Bush had believed his there was weapons yes. of mass destruction there. I believe that. I don't know. You can't really prove that one way or the other, but it seemed like the top generals. I mean, Powell was all in on that. And he's a guy that yep. is more liberal. So, I mean, when people try to make this a political thing, it's funny because it's like, well, Powell turned out to be, you know, pretty much a big liberal guy. He was always a big liberal guy. You know, right. But so these two sides, so everybody Bush. agreed. Bush was a big liberal guy. Clinton agreed. Well, Bush is a rhino, right? There's an, an a whole lot of was things. just to the left of Clinton. Clinton believed that there were weapons of mass. See, all of these people went along with that. And I uh, no, I think you're misinterpreting. I think what you're saying is that the news said that they believe this. And I I don't think that short of a deathbed confession by one of these guys, we're ever going to have the truth. Well, I would agree that the truth is a lot closer to we've come up with some very good reasons for invading Iraq reasons that will sell. We've done the, the polling, we've done the testing and we are pretty confident that the American people will support an action. If we say that they have nuclear weapon, it wasn't even, it wasn't even nuclear. Was it? It was Not, that they had know, chemical, whatever right. the hell point yeah, is, a yeah, whatever can be classified as a mass destruction. Or that's yeah. like calling like, a uh, nine millimeter uh, pistol, a assault weapon. I mean, it's right. It's right. an interesting designation. I mean, that's the, the cool thing is that by that definition, Russia hasn't used a single weapon of mass destruction in Ukraine. See, there you go. Because they're, they're, they've all been extremely targeted weapons. They're not mass destructive weapons. Why the push now that Putin's a war criminal? I mean, you're, the news coverage is amazing. It's like he's bombing um hospitals and schools and he's he's targeting the civilians it's like oh it doesn't make sense from a military standpoint it doesn't make sense no and and there's nothing wrong with bombing buildings that are labeled as hospitals if your intelligence tells you that they're used as munitions depots i agree just because you paint a red uh cross on top of a building doesn't make it immune from being bombed if you're using it for something other than that purpose was same with schools, same with everything was the bottom line about this whole thing to goad Putin into making this decision. So the rest of the world could more or less cancel him because that is what this is. If he is deemed a war criminal by the ICC, 
Yeah, but so is Bush, and it right. doesn't make any difference. So well, who cares? It, it, it really would make makes the difference, no difference of then he can't really leave Russia. I don't know if Putin really wants to leave Russia to go anywhere at this point. Well, that's a ridiculous point, too. I mean, it, absolutely, he can go anywhere. If you look at the map. Well, he can go anywhere, but if he is under one of these jurisdictions and say he's a war nothing's criminal, gonna happen. then he can't. Nothing's no, going to happen. They, you can't nothing's say that. Nothing's going to happen. You I cannot say, say that. that. No. No, I can absolutely say it. it but that's the reason for reason. this, isn't it? To cancel no. this is why they're grabbing they're, all of bullshit. these yachts it's, and stuff well, of air. course it is it's just talk the and if you look at the map that shows the countries that voted uh to have sanctions in place against russia it's basically a strip that overlaps nato 100 percent. it's it's the u.s canada uh and then majority of european countries which leaves all of South America, all of Africa, and just about all of Asia, except for Japan, and certainly the largest countries, India and China, that didn't vote for any sanctions for Russia. So if really well, and Israel, the West right? has isolated itself, I don't, I don't know, it's a tiny little sliver. Um, and Israel has been kind of playing both sides of this because they know that they can get smacked for Palestinian stuff very easily if if the wave starts going against Russia, because um, the arguments are very similar as well. But We're what just is protecting the game? People on our side. <laughs> what is the game? What do they hope to gain by pulling this Putin's a war criminal stuff? I think that there's a combination of true believers, because this is a religion after all, to a lot of people. Uh, it's been ingrained into them. It does not require any logic or proof. It simply requires a belief. So that's one component. The other part of it is uh, people that are drinking their own Kool-Aid. And while they don't necessarily believe this in the religious fanatical sense, they believe in the power and strength of the message so much that they think that this will make some kind of a difference to people in China and India, which it does not. Well, right. The rest of the world. But here's my next question. Then you're the true believers. And we're told that there is the what Azov's battalion is that the correct name um, of the Azov Azov battalion. Now, are they true believers enough to bomb a few hospitals and schools that are actually hospitals and schools to send the video out to the rest of the world to say Russia did this? We have video evidence showing exactly that. And the true believers in this country who are simply Russophobes. They can't accept the possibility that somebody can possibly be uh, fighting Russia and be on the wrong side. The irony, of course, is these are the same idiots that don't understand that Ukraine is Russia. I mean, they're like, uh, they, they, don't, they lack the basic historical knowledge and geographic knowledge to know that literally what they're talking about is a country that's 30 years old, that's always been part of Russia. Except for the periods of time when it was invaded by Lithuanian Poland Empire. And that's where Catholicism was brought into there because Russian Orthodoxy started in um, uh, Kiev. That was literally the city where Russia accepted Christianity as the state faith. And, And that was the central hub of Russia until it was moved to Moscow. And it wasn't like the Russians left Kiev and then the Ukrainians came back and are living there. No, these are literally 
and genetically and ethnically the exact same people. Uh, there's always been jokes in the past about the Balkans. People in the in the recent generations don't even know what the Balkans are. But the big joke in the in the Balkans was that the the borders are redrawn every single year because they're like the Hatfields and McCoys. The the Balkan countries just cannot stand each other, even though they're actually blood relatives. Like they're so damn close to each other, ethnically and historically, but they have a great hatred for each other that you have what is essentially the exact same people that by the rest of the world would be seen as the same people. But yet they're constantly at at war with each other. Yeah, and it was interesting to me that the head of the Russian Orthodox Church is backing Putin on this. I mean, you normally think a Christian church. Why wouldn't he be? Well, because most leaders of uh, Christian faiths would be like, well, no, war is bad. Let's find another way. Oh, I don't know about that, dude. Come on. You, you think the Christian leaders in the U.S. were not backing George Bush for going into Iraq? No, I, again, this is the, the reality of people believe it's just. Yeah. And that's what it's the hardest thing to get across to people is that it's believed to be just and where the story you're being told. And maybe, as uh, Adam Curry said yesterday on the No Agenda podcast, it's really hard for a lot of people to believe that maybe we're the dicks in this case. And I don't know if we are or not, but I want to leave that possibility open and be like, well, I need I need data. I need information. I need proof of stuff. Uh, Mostly we're just stupid. We're not dicks in this country. We're just stupid because we're literally fighting on the side of the Nazis being shown that we're fighting on the side of the Nazis and simply saying, yeah, but Putin. Well, we've gone, we've gone down that road in Afghanistan. Remember that? Oh, well, we want to help Afghanistan get rid of all those pesky Russians. So we armed them. And then what happened in Afghanistan? Hey, yeah. I, although I, I do have to say that arming the Afghans was an absolutely brilliant move. And, <laughs> Until and, it uh, wasn't. Well, yes, it had a kickback consequence. But if you read the the story, you know, there's a book that was written about it. Um, I can't remember the, uh, the congressman's name now, but it was a guy from East Texas here. But, uh, you know, that was his one one cause that he really was into he was very much a middle of the rotor he went along with whatever the caucuses said to vote for but this was his main cause that he found to support and he really saw the afghans as the you know the little guy being attacked by the charlie uh, wilson the goliath charlie yes charlie wilson's war that's the name of the book thank you Peter. um it is it's a wonderful read and the way that that they managed to bring weapons to the Mujahideen by using Israel and Egypt at the same time, countries that were effectively at war with each other, getting them to both be involved in the smuggling of American weapons uh, into Afghanistan. It's a, just a really neat read. And it really was the introduction of the American high-tech weaponry, like the Stingers, that uh, turned the tide of that occupation from the, uh, uh, you know, a fairly successful one for the Soviets to one where the cost of being there was just too high. And incidentally, the biggest reason, well, there was a number of reasons. One was the 
the use of the high-tech weapons made it ex- expensive because the hind helicopters that were flying out there uh they they had armored um the bottom of the helicopter was armored against uh small weapons fire so like normal helicopters are not armored and you know even shooting your your AK47 up into the air you could potentially end up killing the pilot right uh that's been the case of a lot of like if you look at uh, Vietnam era helicopters the US used same kind of problem but the Heinz are armored helicopters and so they're immune to small arms fire but they're not immune to uh to stinger missiles or any kind of weaponry uh, I think originally they brought the Arlican guns there, which were uh, high caliber uh, anti-aircraft weapons back from, I believe, World War II even, certainly much older time period. But the point is, America paid for, through Israel and Egypt, arms uh, supplies that were brought in and uh, provided the armaments to the Afghans. And the goal was just to get the ruskies out of there i don't think anybody thought forward enough to think about how we're going to destroy these weapons so they don't get left behind once once we win (laughs) well that's a very weird country in the fact that once the united states left it completely fell back into chaos where the people that live there and it's just mind-boggling to me because they've gone through there's enough people alive that went through the stages that knew what it was like before mm-hmm. what it was like when the united states was in there and provided at least you know you could argue that we should have never gone but they provided mm-hmm. some semblance of stability there when the united states left most of the people there just went nope not fighting for this we're just going to give back into the to the original people oh, well, that- that's because again you're assuming that the u.s mainstream media narrative was correct Nobody in Afghanistan ever wanted the U.S. in there. The U.S. was no better than the Russia as far as the Afghans were concerned. The U.S. No, came in and brought, imposed like, their we own peanut will. butter bars and stuff. We were we brought yeah, candy we brought, bars. We and- were there to guard the poppy plantations. That was the main purpose of the U.S. being there for twenty five years. Hunter needed his heroin. Somebody needs a lot of heroin because the price of heroin went up. The entire time that the U.S. was guarding the plantations. Well, see, they were smart. They were right, bringing the prices up. Yeah, but it wasn't the U.S. military that was getting the profit from that. No, the cost of the taxpayer was tremendous. Well, but what we were doing is effectively being a private security firm for the European drug companies that were using that uh, the poppy seeds, using the opium to then create drugs that they sold to Americans at hugely inflated prices thank you why do we care about ukraine then that is it's well this was we don't care about ukraine rich people that had used ukraine as a way to launder money care about ukraine and they happen to be the ones that the americans elected in office wasn't the story that hillary clinton's private servers were hosted in ukraine i yeah, maybe it was I a story. I don't remember. I don't think we ever. I got do know proof. that there there were a couple of. I think the security company that was uh, responsible for uh, for investigating Hillary's servers was a Ukrainian company. 
That's possible. You remember how those servers were given to this private company to search and they found nothing and then the servers were destroyed? Well, of course they have to be. You have to bit yeah. wash them, man. You don't That's want. That's usually what happens when somebody doesn't find anything is they destroy the evidence. Right. It's good. Just to make uh-huh. sure that nobody ever finds the evidence yeah, that, that they didn't so that find. that was a Ukrainian firm that did that. I mean, there's just a lot of shit in Ukraine. Look, the average Ukrainian person is no different, no better or worse than the average, you know, American. It's just that they, they have a certain reputation that a lot of people over many years, not just the last 30 years of American politicians doing this, but a lot of people have utilized Ukraine as a place do things which are illegal in other parts of the world. It's, it's got that reputation. It's got a reputation for uh, what it, I guess some countries would refer to as uh, white slavery. They've been in, in the selling of women trade for hundreds of years. This is not to say that every person who's in Ukraine is, you know, has got a brothel that they're running. Not at all. It's just that some countries, if you look at the stats, they stand out. The, the U.S., for example, stands out in having the greatest percentage of population incarcerated of any country in the world. There are more Americans behind bars than there are Chinese behind bars, than there are Indians or Russians or any other country in the world. North Korea has fewer people behind bars in America. Not just raw people, but as a percentage of population. We are a country that likes to put people in prison. We stand out by that. We're known for that. Ukraine was known for other things, like turning a blind eye to things that may not be legal in most other parts of the world. Well, that's what we're getting to here now. You mean Chicago? Well, the United States in general, but yes, the no, liberal, no. large liberal cities are at the head of that. Do oh, yeah. not want to prosecute. Let people do whatever they want. Yeah, and and that is a solution. It's I don't think one that most people that obey laws want. But ultimately, again, everybody has the government they deserve. It it is the apathy of the people living in Chicago that led them to elect the mayor that they have and the city council that they have that leads to the defunding of the police. The beautiful liberal DA. Yeah. It is absolutely uh, with the shrunken head. Well, yes. <laughs> that's the mayor, but the liberal oh, I'm DA. Sorry. I yeah. mean they're all in the same uh in the same does, stew. Does DA also have a shrunken head? No, no, she seems regular size. Yeah. But it is a black female also. So, I mean, mm-hmm. there's that seems to be the problem with Chicago. Oh, my God. So you're both racist and sexist. Yes, at the same time. Wow. But it's yeah, insane. That's, that's it is, crazy. you know, and it's like, what is the end game? It just with Chicago the same, just like Russia, what is the end game? Yeah. It's really bizarre to me that. All of the coverage is like, we don't understand why Putin is doing this. It's absolutely just madness. There's no reason he's getting nothing out of this, which if you believe that, maybe you want to dig a little bit deeper because that doesn't make any sense. That somebody's doing something that is causing such a hubbub that there is no upside to. So why are you doing it? You got to think there. You just got to think harder, man. There's always an upside for somebody. That, well, yeah, but that's where the the media is not catching up. Who that upside is for. And I I think that the, in the current conflicts with Ukraine, the downside is mostly for the liberal political class, but not exclusively liberal. Like I said, there's plenty of Republicans 
on that side of it as well. That's why I've been saying there's only one party lately. There is no two-party system in the U.S. We've literally gotten to the point where there's zero difference between the parties. There's one, there's literally, there's the party, which has both the people that came in with an R and a D next to their name. And, um, and then there's a few outliers, uh, like, uh, uh, Rand Paul, like, uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene that are outside of their own parties that are outliers that actually what, you know, speak for people that used to have a party representing them, but no longer do CVD uh, in the troll room hits it saying the propaganda makes you think it's Russia or Ukraine. It's a critical breadbasket region and a good excuse to jack energy prices on their way out. Yeah, well, we're seeing that. This is immediately the excuse for why your gas is going up. This is immediately the excuse yeah. for buy an electric car. This is immediately an excuse for why you want to air condition or heat your home. It's going to be twice as much. And it's, it's because of this. Yeah, you shouldn't be using air conditioning. How dare you? I know. You, you bad humans. I'm not looking forward to the summer's air conditioning prices because living in the South, man. It gets warm. It's, it normally is about 300 bucks a month to have air conditioning running. Yeah, about 200 it may, here. It may go up a lot more than that this year. It might hit five, 600 bucks a month for air conditioning. Donate now. Think, Help Sir Gene not melt. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, but I think a lot of people are going to lose their lives over this because uh, people that are Ooh, elderly. Population that, control, too. That can't. I mean, they tried to kill off a bunch of people with the uh, the Chinese uh, flu. They're they're going to do it again with crazy high electrical pricing. Well, here's the thing that worries me because this was um, put through maybe what maybe California. Maybe I may have some of these details wrong, but I believe California is already floating something or doing something where they're going to start sending checks out to people because of the price of gas and i believe this has been floated on a federal level as well which is oh you know these gas prices that are so high because this is what we did you know we're mm -hmm. at fault but because the gas prices went up we're gonna start putin! sending you right because of putin <laughs> we're gonna start sending you checks for people that drive to work we're gonna start sending you checks for a hundred bucks a month to offset mm -hmm the raise in gas prices and people are going to embrace this like they did the crap during covid because yeah. they're stupid and don't yeah. understand the payoff in this case universal basic income something that's been warned about on the no agenda program for years on the glenn beck program for years and i'm yeah. sure others but they're looking for any way they can to make everybody reliant on the government we mm -hmm. need to get the government check and this is not good. This is not good for the country. This is not good for your welfare. This is not good for your family. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But that. Yeah. No. Well, the, the, the irony, of course, in this and something that is a great uh, test to see whether someone has an IQ above 50 is that if you truly wanted to help people with the rising gas prices. What you do is reduce the gasoline tax because the gasoline tax is responsible in California for about half the cost of gasoline in other states for less than half, but a sizable chunk here in Texas, I believe it's responsible for about a buck 50 of the price of gas. And in many states, it is based on a percentage. So as the price of gas goes up, the amount that is collected by the state 
increases because as a percentage, you know, as the price goes up, so does the share that the government gets. In some states, it's a fixed number. And so even if the price of gas goes up, the tax stays the same buck or whatever it is normally. But in uh, in many states, it's a percentage number. So it's actually very profitable for the states when the gas prices go up because they actually increase their funding coming from gasoline tax. And while it was usually established as a road tax, in just about every state, the funds are intermingled with the general fund and used for every kind of government program, whether they're, you know, uh, setting aside public property to be uh, to become BLM parks in recognition of the martyrs of that religion. Right. Or whether they're, uh, you know, they're using that money to provide raises for government workers. It's just, just like general the tolls. Money. Yeah, from the tollways here. Mm-hmm. The gas, you're right. Where you're getting really pumped with the gas tax is there's a federal gas tax, there's a state gas tax, and I believe there's also local community, city, or county mm-hmm. gas taxes that can be on there. Yeah. And you're right. If they wanted to provide that relief valve, For the rising fuel prices, it would be much easier to suspend the gas tax rather than we're going to send you a check. The fact that they're even talking about doing it that way should scare you. Now, and I I can tell you why they're not doing it that way is because they all drive Teslas, which don't stop at the pump and don't pay gas tax to begin with. See, now that's the other interesting thing with all these electric vehicles is mm -hmm. the gas tax. How are they getting this money? Where is it going to come from? Uh, well, they're sending an, uh, it, it's a crazy number. It's something like for the last month during the, uh, the e- event happening in Ukraine, um, or I should say the country formerly known as Ukraine. Oh, was there something going on in Ukraine? Did I miss that? Yeah, there was some kind of event happening there. I think it was a big festival, but anyway, Putin Fest. uh, during the course of this event, yeah, I think it was called the fire fest. Um, during the course of this event, uh, the uh god damn it where was i going with this i don't know you just blanked me out by asking a question <laughs> sorry i didn't uh, know your brain only had one of the uh, cpu cores up i'm lucky to have half a core running right now uh we're talking about the taxes gasoline tax and the electric vehicles and the lack electric, of oh yeah, yeah electric vehicles right, right right okay so uh relating to electric vehicles there uh or not there but the the number of people that are gloating right now about driving electrical vehicles like uh who's that has been comedian on tv um with the glasses the comedian on the tv with glasses yeah used to be funny that's driving an electric vehicle they're all driving electric vehicles but drew Carey? he did a monologue where he uh, yeah looks just like him but a different guy uh, doing a monologue about how we should all be happy to chip in more money through g- higher gas prices because it helps Ukraine. Oh, Bill Maher. And no, not Bill Maher. Uh, it, it's the guy that used to pretend to be a Republican. Somebody pretended to be a Republican? Yes, he was on the John Stewart show pretending to be a Republican. What the hell? It's I'm blanking out his name. Somebody Colbert? Know. Yeah, Colbert. The douche, according he to He had the, the monologue Colbert. about how... Uh, you know, everybody ought to be happy paying more for gas because it's helping Ukraine. God, he knows how it's helping. It's a patriotic but thing. 
it's a patriotic thing. And besides, I drive a Tesla. I mean, it's it's all that stuff like that. These people are too stupid to realize that that the well, I shouldn't even say majority because it depends on the state they're in, but very likely uh, either half or a majority of the electricity produced in your state is produced by burning natural gas, which the price is increasing on. Well, which means also your electric price is going way up. That's the point. So, yeah, you're you're avoiding paying the higher gasoline prices because you're driving a Tesla. But give it a few months, give it three, four, five months and the price of electricity will double. And so will your Tesla bill for driving a Tesla. Well, we've also talked about the fact that the current state of our electrical grid is not ready to everybody. handle yes, everybody absolutely. bailing yeah. on gas and going to and, electric. And I love electric. You know, I had an electric car for several years. I sold it uh, last year, so I got rid of it. But that I'm also, you know, I'm, I'm early in the list of people on the uh, Tesla truck. I'm waiting for that. My name's already on the pre-order list. So I'm not I'm a fan of electric, but not for any kind of bullshit environmental reason. I'm a fan of the torque. Yeah, well, they're I fun love to drive. Me, I love me some torque, man. <laughs> and I appreciate the fact that it, they are quiet, although a lot of people are adding speakers to make them louder, though. Right. Because otherwise you'll get run over because you won't mm-hmm. hear the car. That yep. was my first question. And I will see where this progresses. But NASCAR is talking about experimenting with a electric. electric. Oh, they'll start winning races left and right. I mean, I don't believe they're going to use them in their main series. I think it would be an experimental like a you know minor league kind of thing. But I think that would be uh, really cool because they get their asses kicked. If they introduce electric cars, it would make every other car like look like it's, you know, what would be all century. electric cars racing electric cars? I'm just saying it, it, would, wouldn't it would be have the top to be drivers. And but would, uh, that's my point is it, it, if the electric cars are racing themselves, uh, it, it's funny to call them the minor league because their race times would be faster. Oh, yeah. I'm just than, saying this would the be drivers the, driving regular cars. Right. The drivers just wouldn't be the ones we consider the major league drivers. I think they'd switch pretty fucking quick, though, because that's where the real records are going to be set. It would be fast and it would just be weird because I've been to a few races and a big part of that culture is the noise those cars make. You can feel that when well, the cars go but, by. It'll be very interesting to see a pack of cars go by and be like, yeah. It's like, what were they? Wait, where were they? I don't know. I didn't even see anything. Okay. They do. They, they still make more noise than that. The, uh, the electric motors do make noise. The tires would actually make some noise as well. Tires would make some noise. You could still hear them, but. Oh, they can add those rumble strips, you know, like they do on the highways. Oh God, that'd be horrible. No, if but if you go to a if you go to a Grand Prix race, uh, those cars are all running at super high RPMs with little tiny engines, and they all sound like you know, sound like a vacuum cleaner or a lawn trimmer. And uh, that's I don't think that's the noise you're referring to. You're referring to the NASCAR American like low rumble noise, right? Right. Yes, the big bass that pumps out of those vehicles. Mm-hmm. That it's it is quite amazing if you've never been to a stock car race the amount of noise though i mean it may be slightly different now i'm going back 10 15 mm-hmm. years before all of this uh environmental stuff start coming out but i think they're still pretty damn loud you could feel yeah. it and yes the indy car is a little different because i've seen the uh whatever they raced here at joliet which was uh 
I don't think it was F1. Maybe it was IndyCar. Mm. Whichever series, those was a completely different experience to yeah. to watch. But those, oh my God, those guys and women fly in that uh, series. Yeah, the F1 is interesting in a very different way because it's all twisty turnies. But the cars sound a lot worse. <laughs> I have to admit that. Yeah, it's like, uh, give me a little more. Give me yeah. a little, give me a little rumble. I was always a fan of, uh, of motocross. I, I always liked watching the, um, uh, you know, WRC stuff, the, the cars racing through wooden trails and jumping over hills. And you got all these observers that are like five feet away from right. a car going sideways at a hundred miles an hour. Oh, well that was the early days. If you, uh, see some of the video and pictures from the early days of NASCAR, especially when they mm-hmm. raced on the beach in Daytona. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Like people were just standing there. It's They're like standing right next to him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, do you not realize what's going on here? Mm-hmm. Or, or like, if you look at the old uh, videos of races uh, in the salt flats. Oh yeah, uh, same kind of thing. People are just like standing. You got kids sitting on their parents' shoulders, five feet away from a car moving a hundred miles an hour. Yeah, it was wild. It is a bizarre. But, stuff. See, that's the kind of environment that produces men. Yes. Oh my god. And instead of soy, which is what we produce right now, we produce soy children. So you're like soy gene instead of sir gene, soy gene. That would be no soy. Oh, oh, I see. You were making that joke up there. <laughs> yes. uh, I was, oh, wait, no, I was trying to make a joke. You're attempting for the joke. Yeah. Was yeah. it a bad joke? I, I guess, I don't know. Maybe I just wasn't paying attention. I was focused on my food order. You see, you haven't. Okay. How are you even going to eat? You haven't gotten your order done yet. Let us. No, I got the order done. It's, I'm just waiting for it to be delivered. Oh, well, that's. Do we get to hear that part of the podcast too? Probably not, because I think it's going to be another hour. Oh, those. So I mean, how do you? Li- not, how do you live when not, your delivery takes longer than an hour to get your groceries to your door? Well, you luckily, I've spoiled. been busy doing a podcast while I'm waiting for my delivery to show up. You spoiled American. You. We do have. A I'm few pretty people. sure we're not the only people that get deliveries. No, and I've been picking up. Well, I haven't been picking up. I have a wife for that. You, <laughs> Taryn at uh, Unrelenting Dot Show. Um, uh-huh. Well, no, it just works out much better because you know mm-hmm. I could go pick it up. I just told her the one day that the car might look like it's been in a NASCAR race when it comes back. So, I mean, you don't really oh, want that me. Sounds reasonable. You don't want me driving around a whole lot. Mm. I almost got hit by a semi the other day. I mean, not. That How sounds, did you manage that? Were you walking around outside with your cane? <laughs> that sounds uh, a lot. More, well, it was kind of uh, concerning because, I mean, I don't drive much, right. but I uh, had to. It was one of those days where we had a little bit of snow. So it was a few weeks ago and mm-hmm. I hadn't started the one car in a while and the battery was a little low. So I put the yeah. the battery charger on it, fired the car up and I'm like, OK, I'll do what I really don't need to do which is go get Mm -hmm. a Starbucks because I just wanted to drive somewhere to go Mm. get something. So when I was coming back, I was sitting at a stop sign, came to a stop, which was a two-way stop coming into the like little industrial area by the Starbucks and a semi's coming in. So I'm Mm -hmm. just sitting at the stop sign and I'm like, okay, he's coming in and he turns. And as he's turning, the back of the truck is getting closer and closer and closer. Mm. And I'm like, I didn't, nobody you know i think somebody was behind me i couldn't really back up i swear this guy came i mean my depth perceptions mm. not great 
but I believe he came within about an inch of Damn. the car. Yes. <laughs> it's like, that I don't, what can I do? Too close for comfort to me. It was, it was a little too close for comfort. And uh, I had that happen once when I was maybe 25 or so in my Camaro out on the yeah baby out on the tollway back when you had to go through the toll booths and then go back and merge that's the one beautiful thing about these automatic things now right you don't have to deal with that but i did have a uh, a semi with the with the big spikes you know coming out of their tire Mm -hmm. scrape alongside the car because everybody was just slowly merging and uh yeah got a little too close for comfort wow That'll wake you up. I bet it would. That would make you <laughs> not want to be in that lane. Yeah. That's when it's like yeah, 14 lanes trying to get down to three. I remember those toll roads. I always thought they were quite impressive. And I especially like the uh, overpass McDonald's. Oh, yes. Yeah. They've closed a few of those down. Have they? Oh. But that was sad. always great. You know, when you had to, especially when there was a lot of traffic and I used to drive down the mm-hmm. 294 here in uh, outside of Chirac mm. coming back and forth to work. And, you know, if the traffic was bad enough, you could just get off and, and go have a burger, mm. try to wait it out a little bit. You could get anything you want on a tollway oasis. They called it. it. It really wasn't all that impressive, but you know, McDonald's or Wendy's or uh, then later on, of course, Starbucks, you could get in there. What people can get mm. on the expressway. I don't know. We do work on the value for value model. We do have a few people to thank for today's show. Do we know? Unlike the last show, which uh, it was kind of uh, anemic, but coming in. It's it's clearly the content. uh, Obviously. Well, no, I mean, I don't know. I don't think it is because the the notes are going to prove that here. Coming in at 2625, Kelly McCulloch says, I'm really enjoying the podcast. Appreciated the perspective on Ukraine. Keep up the good work. Thanks. So see the number one executive producer of the show. And thank you, Kelly. Mm -hmm. Enjoyed and appreciated the perspective we bring on Ukraine. Well, I'm glad somebody does. Which right. Instead of calling you a uh, I mean, there are people in the troll room saying you're carrying water for Putin and uh, you sound out of breath. in the troll room. Oh, well, okay. Well, since I'm not in the troll room, I guess I don't see that. But I was going to say there are people on No Agenda Social saying much worse. Really? Oh, dude, I'm getting death threats. Just because you have a difference of opinion. Oh, yeah. No, I'm, uh, you know, I'm, I'm worthy of death threats at this point. I'm not even sure of anything in my own personal life. You know, there's a lot of things. If you're really pushed to it, you're like, are you sure this person did this? Are you sure? You know, I would have a hard time guaranteeing most things, except for things that I myself do or things that you have witnessed. I will not stand up and say, no, I know 100 percent that this person did or didn't do this. Mm-hmm. but people are willing to do this about countries and uh it's it's bizarre it is russophobia it is the completely uh irrational fear of all things russian that was ingrained into these people at a young age and maintained in the background and has made its way back it it it's like they were programmed this way and the programming has now kicked in uh, based on mainstream media. That, the thing that's very sad about it is these are literally the same people that were against getting the COVID vaccine, that the same people 
that we're saying the mainstream media is nothing but lies. The same people that said that this election was stolen. These are the people that are uh, generally in the uh, No Agenda Social, making up the listening audience in No Agenda. And certainly not all of them, but a certain percentage of these people are somehow yet all in on mainstream media being truthful and honest and Putin being a war criminal. Yes, that is a, that's the oddity to me. I don't understand how you go well, from completely not believing what you're being told by a group to, yeah. oh, but they're right about this. It's very weird. And, and doesn't that make uh, Trump a war criminal because he's a buddy of Putin's? Of course. Well, that's I why mean, they tried to tie him to Trump. This was Trump was a, yeah. to Putin. This is that's they were right. supposed to go down and be canceled together. Together, yeah, exactly. I mean, it's that that's that's what's so crazy. Like, I expect the liberals to be Russophobes. I totally expect that because uh, just well because their forefathers, of course, were big supporters of the USSR, and at least they understand. Ironically, the liberals get that the USSR is not Russia and Russia is not the USSR. These are two completely different political regimes that happen to have some geographic overlap. But you, you can't translate your, uh, your feelings for one to the other. Uh, I, I'm sure there were people that liked imperial Russia that became very quickly not fans of communist Russia. And uh, the liberals in this country were fans of communist Russia and have become absolutely not fans of capitalist Russia. Right. Let's not forget, was it still not the USSR when Senator Bernie Sanders got married and went to Moscow for his honeymoon? That was still the USSR then, I believe. Was, I, I don't know what year that was. When did he get married? I would have to, I would have to double check. Anybody want yeah, to check mean, if, that in the if troll it was, room? If it was uh, back in the 80s, then yeah, absolutely. It was the USSR. I believe it was but, 70s or 80s. So yeah, then so, yeah. It, it is just this, this weird dichotomy that seems to happen. It's, uh, uh, and I, sorry, I interrupted you with your, during the, the uh, support break here. I mean, people is there saying, else? Is that I mean, it? People saying they liked what you say, you know, that is, uh, I know that's rare. So it kind of scares you. <laughs> when, when, when people are like yeah no this is great there are more including 25 bucks from sir sean of the allegheny valley oh nice that is a monthly donation he was in the troll room he had to go but i'm mm. sure he'll listen to this at some point or hopefully still is we appreciate it sir sean is mm -hmm. turning into the uh really the patron saint of podcasters because he donates to this show he donates to Planet Rage. He donates to Random Thoughts. He donates to the mm -hmm. Rock and Roll pre-show. And I'm sure he donates to other shows on the No Agenda stream, possibly those including uh, Cold Acid and uh, Abel Kirby, who do. Well, I, I recommend that he check out Sir Gene Speaks. Well, see, I think he's getting enough of you here is probably, <laughs> is probably no, no, no. how There's that works. never enough. Never enough. There's yeah. No the next episode of Sir Gene Speaks will be recorded tomorrow. So uh, stay tuned for that coming out over the weekend. According to Cold Acid, we should donate to him for having to listen to Sir Gene. Wow. Ooh. He's carrying he's carrying that Canadian water though. Cold acid. Yeah, sounds like it. You have to give him a little bit of a break for that. Uh now coming in next, do you remember uh Pitar? I think somebody's saying that right. <laughs> this is like I, 
I have a problem with his name. He donated oh, yeah, last he, week. Yes. Yes, that's right. And uh, his last name, I believe, Novakovich. I believe. Yeah, and and I mispronounced it, so I'm not even going to attempt to pronounce it this time around because uh, he was from uh, what was it? Um, he was a Serbian or something. He was Serbian. of Serbian yeah, yeah. descent. There we go. He sends in twenty five dollars with the note saying, "Please don't try to pronounce my last name again." <laughs> See, there we go. I didn't even try. Perfect. But then, how do we then to let people? But yeah, we we just need a cool nickname for him. Whatever works. We appreciate it. Josh Mandel coming in with 1221 with a note saying, really enjoying the unrelenting show. The Ukraine commentary lately is worth far more than what you're charging for this podcast. Winky face. I always, I always like the emoji. Well, let's hope so, because we're charging zero, so it should be worth more. We're that. worth way more than zero. Infinitesimally yeah. more than zero. But we appreciate that, Josh. And dude named Mike. Coming in with 565 ITM from Dude Name Mike in the troll room. Darren O, you have the golden radio voice. Unlike Gene, oh. I guess. That doesn't, uh, that was just implied, the unlike Gene yes. part. That well, was, I think I, I have the platinum one, so, you know. Oh, yeah. I'm going titanium, baby. What's better yeah. than Ooh, platinum? titanium. Is it Nothing. rhodium or? Uh, there's, there's well, a, it depends. I mean, I guess uranium. Hey, the, <laughs> the uranium voice. That's That sounds <laughs> deadly. <laughs> I have the uranium radio voice. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I am radioactive here on the Unrelenting uh, radioactive. Show. Radioactive. You don't even need a podcast to hear my voice in your head. And there have been sats being streamed. If you want to boost us, you can do that now if you're on a podcasting 2.0 yeah. app. If not, go to newpodcastapps.com. And if you want to get involved in the value for value system, go to unrelenting.show slash donate. All of the information is there. And no matter how you get the value back to us, we greatly appreciate everybody for listening, giving us their time, and of course, supporting the show monetarily. Because as you're hearing, Gene, it's going to start costing him like $50 a pint just to get some Ben and Jerry. Well, no, you don't want Ben and Jerry's. They're evil no, socialists. I definitely don't want Ben and Jerry's. 50 bucks a pint for that Hagen dazs Ben and Jerry sold the company a long time ago. I mean, these are socialist capitalists. Yeah. They, they, they cashed out like Bernie Sanders. Like Bernie Sanders, multimillionaires. Like Zelensky, multimillionaires. It is kind uh, of a kind of a thing. There's not really a whole lot of you know socialists that aren't multimillionaires, really, if you think about it. And it looks like Bernie got married the second time in 1988. So yeah, that would have still been the Soviet Union. And so they went to the Soviet Union for his honeymoon. That shows you. You're yeah, absolutely right. A lot of right. people have been to the Soviet Union. Adam Curry's been to the Soviet Union. John C. Dorek's been to the Soviet Union. I may or may not have been to the Soviet Union. There's, there's been a lot of people that have been there. But did you honeymoon there? I mean, really, if you're planning I, a wedding I right now, not. are you thinking, wow, where is the nicest place we can go Probably for a Ukraine, romantic week? Is Moscow yeah, on your list? Not, nothing beats Ukraine for that. Nothing be- well, right now it's hot in Ukraine. It's quite hot. No, I mean, honestly, uh, you know, there were like that area, the uh, Crimea specifically, it was a huge tourist uh, area. The the Azov Sea was pretty touristy. The Black Sea was absolutely touristy. So the coast of southern Ukraine was a tourist, kind of like the Gulf Coast, like not the first place you'd pick. If you're going to go and be uh, sitting on the beach, you'd probably go to Greece or, you know, some some other place further away in Europe. But if you couldn't 
afford to go to some place like that, then going down to the coast of Ukraine is actually uh, pretty nice. And I guess now if you're getting tired of those bare grocery store shelves that you're seeing here in the United States, Russia's the place you want to go. Yeah, but you but they won't accept U.S. dollars anymore. They only accept rubles. So you're kind of screwed. You're going to have to buy rubles. Oh, that's one thing I forgot to mention that we talked about last night on on uh, No Agenda Social is the news that the ruble is back under a hundred uh, exchange rate with the U.S. dollar. Should we invest? Well, no, it's too late. That's kind of my point. I I told you that I w- I would. Buy some Russian without money giving, without giving any kind of financial advice right. that I certainly bought some rubles when they were going for about a buck 50 uh, or which is to say 150 rubles per one US dollar. So I actually bought a million rubles and um, yeah, I'm a ruble millionaire. Look at that. Uh, and uh, in three weeks, the price is back down to under 100, which means that is a uh, 33% profit. Wow. In if I had a bell, I'd weeks. be ringing it. In three weeks. Yeah. Now I'm not going to sell them. I'm going to hold them because it's going to keep getting better and better. But if you wanted to just quickly cash out, and if you happen to have bought some rubles a few weeks ago, uh, it's now at a point fairly close to where it was before the sanctions started. Um, but, you know, ironically, uh, the U.S. dollar is experiencing, uh, depending on who you believe, but whether it's the current government administration or whether you look at shadow stats for the historical calculation formulas, but anywhere between 12 and 18% inflation this year. And cryptos uh, are going means, back up. Which means the value of your U.S. dollar is down by anywhere from 12 to 18% in the course of one year. Uh, so not saying everybody should sell their dollars and buy rubles, but the ruble is going to be a more stable currency to stay with, though. Hey, man, Cardano's back up to a buck nine. Bitcoin well, at forty four thousand. It's but I, again, it's not the Cardano's up to a buck nine. It's the the U.S. dollar is down to one Cardano. That's true. I am seeing some crazy swings too in other cryptos I've never heard of. You know, those are always crazy swings. When are they not crazy swings? One that, you know, here called uh, Cryptarium. This one called Bitcoin, I heard of. This, it's this, got them crazy swings from about 30,000 to 50,000 in just a matter of days. Yeah, well, this Cryptarium, whatever the hell this is, within the last week went from 14 cents up to a buck two, which, <laughs> it's, you know, it's just talking about that is going to get us hit with an fcc complaint probably we do not give financial or crypto advice we do not believe crypto is actually currency yeah crypto is beanie babies just remember that but i like beanie babies they were cute Mm -hmm. just little fluffy critters something to snuggle with late at night up in Scandinavia. i bet you cold acid is beanie babies (laughs) just laying that on Scandinavia, right no, it's just cold acid. Oh, just cold acid. Okay. We love cold acid. Now, why acid? is cold is acid called cold acid? Is that because he's cold up there in Scandinavia? I think so. Mm-hmm. Because it's the coldest of acids. Or or does he do the acid while he's cold? I think he well, do, do, do you, I think you would do the acid and then when you're cold and then become colder. I don't know. I'm trying to remember. I can't remember if uh, surgic acid is a, if it makes you cold or hot. I can't recall. I don't know. These are questions that will have to be answered at another point. 
but people should listen to Sir Gene. Now that you have, well, not you personally, but Sir Gene speaks because a dude named Ben named Ben has <laughs> yeah, been providing ben ben. Some, uh, some valuable content. Yeah, people like him. He's gotten good comments. You know, people don't really say much about me, but they what? definitely like him on that show. It's like by comparison to you. See, this is how you pick co-hosts when it comes to podcasting. Mm-hmm. You know, he's a very smart guy because he picked you. He is a smart guy. And right now, everybody thinks you're an awful red menace. So, of course, if they mm-hmm. listen to the show, they're like, ah, screw Gene, but I like this other guy. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I'm getting that wave, too, right this here. This guy sounds like he's an American, not some kind of Putin water carrier. Yeah, we like that mm-hmm. here in America. America. Russians. Exactly. Can't trust them. <laughs> <laughs>